Hello, readers, writers, and book friends alike. Welcome to the E Reads Podcast. I'm your host, Liz, and you found my podcast where I discuss books and creativity and everything in between. This month, I'm giving all my thoughts and feelings and emotions about NaNoWriMo. For those of you who have never heard it before, it's an acronym for National Novel Writing Month. And the month of November is all about getting together and writing that project that you've been wanting to do. And so after this ad, we're going to jump into my thoughts and talk to a few of my friends. Shout out to this episode's sponsor, Zencaster, my number one podcast tool. They provide a crystal clear sound and gorgeous HD video. I love that I can record separate audio and video tracks for me and my guest. Plus, there is a secure cloud backup, so I never lose the interview. It is easy to use and there is nothing to download. My guest just clicks the link and we start recording. Go to Zencaster.com forward slash pricing and enter the promo code EREADSPOD to get 30% off on your first three months off of the pro pricing. Again, that's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R.com forward slash pricing and enter the promo code EREADSPOD and you'll get 30% off your first three months. Now let's jump right into the episode. NaNoWriMo today. So I'm going to let you know what that is. I'm going to talk about my experience as well as some tips and takeaways from this whole experience. And then at the end, you'll get some, hopefully some more tips and tidbits from a few of my friends and learn about their experience. So let's jump in. So if you haven't heard of NaNoWriMo, it's an acronym that stands for National Novel Writing Month. And It's something that I just heard about last year, and I find it very fun. It's very exciting. The goal is to get 50,000 words. So basically, you end up with a full project or body of work by the end of November. And it was designed, you know, for folks that, you know, you've been wanting to write a book. Maybe you're scared. Maybe you're nervous. And because of the nature of it, you just have to write, right? Like there's no time to think, there's no time to judge, you're just getting it out there. So that's part of, you know, the the draw of Nano, um, as well as the community, right? There's a huge community around writing and this whole process. They encourage you to find groups and, and things like that to communicate about your project. They have a lot of different um, discussions and opportunities to learn about writing through the NaNoWriMo website. Um, and also fun fact, so NaNoWriMo doesn't just stop in November. There's actually a couple different things that they do. There's one in the spring, I think it's around April. Um, and there's one during the summer that's called Camp NaNoWriMo. So it's really evolved from this one month to these opportunities throughout the year to just come in, have community, um, and, and write. Um, it, again, the goal is 50,000 words, but a lot of people make it into their their own thing, right? They will create many goals or different expectations. And that really is wonderful because it helps you 
make this whole process manageable, as well as making it a game and taking out the fear of writing, right? You're just here to show up and get as far as you can. Um, there's also a little extension before that, right? So I believe something new that they started is in October, where it's called Preptober, where you're prepping your NaNoWriMo project. So for instance, if you are um, a plotter or someone who likes planning, you might use all of October to really plan, research, get your novel ready. Um, but the, the, the draw or the idea of NaNo is you don't start writing the actual project until November. Now, on the flip side, some people don't do that. They just show up in November and just start writing. They have no idea what they're working on. And that's cool, too. Um, again, it's really about that community and that community building, which um, I thoroughly love and enjoy. So now that you know about what it is, I'll tell you about my experience. So I started last year. It was my first year. And you'll hear from a couple of the ladies that I have written with last year. And we really bonded over this experience, right? So we decided to support each other and just see what happens. And it was a very fantastic experience. So last year, I um, used the month to finish um, a novel that I was working on that is currently available on um, Kindle Vela called um, Prophecy Trilogy Portal. And I was able to, you know, get to the end of it, which I thought was the end. And then you find out as you're editing and things that there's a little bit more to the story. But I got to what I thought was complete at that time. And it was very rewarding. I was able to earn a lot of different deals on, on products and things that helped me throughout this current year. And it was a really fun and stressful experience, right? So theoretically, you have to complete around, we'll say 16,000 words daily to get to that 50,000, um, which is really hard, especially for me, and especially last year when I'm juggling working and writing and all these different things. Um, but again, it was fun nonetheless, because we had community, we had daily writing prompts that we would give each other every day. And it was really just, again, fun to, to be able to go through that experience. Um, this year, I really wanted to get to know my writing style, right? Really get to, you know, one, I want those deals and those coupons. So I'm working really hard to get there. But I really wanted to know about my writing style. And I think especially over this last week, I've really gotten to do that. So um, I don't see full transparency think I'm getting to 50,000. My new goal is 40. And that might be a little bit of a stretch. I'm at about 24,000 words currently with nine days remaining. So um, we're going to see. We're going to push and see if we can stretch ourselves. But I'm also not going to put that pressure on myself of, you know, hey, if we don't get to 50, we don't get to 50. But I really want those bragging rights. But anyway, um, this year I really learned that I enjoy just the process of just going, right? Just showing up on an empty page. Um, in writing. And I bounced between three different projects in case I got stuck or anything like that. So my overall goal is not necessarily to have one finished project, but to at least be in the middle of one or two projects. So right now, one is kind of stagnant at the beginning. One is actually, I will say, yeah, one is about stagnant at the beginning. 
One is I feel like I'm trekking through and it seems like this one I might have the most content for. And I'm doing a collab project because Nano had a really in, interesting software called First Draft, which allows you to co-write. And that has been really fun and interesting in navigating that space and that world of how to co-write. And so um, I might have a different episode dedicated just to that. Um, so that has been really interesting um, and being able to use some of the different software. Um, so again, that's another aside as to why Nano is great. You get exposed to all these different um, softwares. But anyway, getting back to the, the current pro project and where it is, um, it, it's been really interesting to learn about one, what inspires me, but as well as, you know, when it comes to creating the project. So I had a little bit of struggle one week because I just was feeling like I wasn't writing right, right? Air quotes here. I was feeling like a lot of people, when they talk about NaNoWriMo, they talk about the, the plotting or the planning. And I was trying so hard to do that, right? I tried to do Preptober and really have an idea of what I was doing. And it just seemed like that was boxing me in. And a friend had sent me this NaNoWriMo um, intuitive writing prep guide. And that really unlocked something for me over the past week. And um, I think I'll come back and do a different episode about intuitive writing because that really spoke to me. Because when I write, I feel like I just show up and the language that it used in the the guide was, right, intuitive writers tend to, you know, get their information downloaded from their environment or, you know, their intuition, and then they just write. And that was really helpful because sometimes I have no idea where my stories are going or what I want, but I just feel like this is what the character wants. Or I feel that this is the way the story is going. And that really helped me through this process because, with again, with NaNoWriMo, you have to just write right? You just have to get it out. That's how you get to the finish line. And I was starting to say, okay, is this the structure? Is this the structure? Is this? And all these questions were getting in the way of me just being able to create. And so my takeaway was just show up and write the thing, right? Just kind of have these mindful writing moments. And I would urge you, like, if you're doing NaNoWriMo or this is something that you're trying to use it as a moment to really just brain dump, Right. You can always go back after when you don't have this time crunch to edit and process and re-outline and do all those things. But really just getting that thought out. Right. Getting the, the pressure of like, is this right out the way and just getting the words on the page? Because really, that's the goal. The goal is to get the words on the page. And you might get something that you use and you publish. You might just get something that you keep just for yourself. And that's fine. And so that's another tip I'm going to leave you with is, right, your NaNoWriMo doesn't have to be like someone else's NaNoWriMo. You don't have to leave with the full finished project. You can leave with many stories. You can leave with a reader magnet. You can just leave with something that is just, you know, your own musing that you enjoy for yourself. But really just thinking about what is it that you want um, outside of that 50,000, right? You might say like, you know what? I know I can't reach that. I'm going to strive for 10. And that's 10,000 more than you started with. 
right? You might just say, I just want to create writing habits. And like this month allows you to do that because every day you're showing up and you're writing. So really thinking about what is it that you want from this experience and allowing that to, to de develop. Um, some other tips I have is if you, you know, really utilize your strengths. If you are a person that plots, really taking that time to plot and that will help you speed up this process. It will help you feel like you have direction. If you're someone that pants, really thinking about what is the environment that you need to create that space so that you can just pants and show up. So whether that's knowing that you need a full cup of coffee or tea, writing early in the mornings, but really having that. And then my other concrete tip is having a writing group, right? You can definitely get into the weeds with NaNoWriMo. It can be really hard um, or really easy to fall behind in between all the different holidays and obligations. So being able to have people to talk to, to not feel isolated or alone because we're all going through or having similar emotions. So being able to have someone to talk to is very important. And there's so many different tools for that, whether that's there's so many writing groups and clubs on Clubhouse or on the NaNoWriMo website, or even on TikTok, the writing community is so accepting and so comforting. And so really using this, even if it's just a time to build a sense of writing community. So that was just a little brief overview of NaNoWriMo, my experience and my tips and takeaway. I would love to hear from y'all watching or listening to this, what your experience has been, and if this is something that you would try but I'm going to pause here and I'm going to open this up for um, a couple of my friends that I enjoy writing with and just being with. Um, one is um, Judy Ann. You might, if she can talk, because I know she's on the road, um, you might have heard her voice during the last um, episode we had where we talked about um, Kindle Vela. And we also have Vet, who was also on the episode where we talked about Kindle Vela. So welcome, Judy Ann and Vet. How are you? Oh, we hear you now. Yay. Can you hear me? We can. How are oh, you? Yay. Fine. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing lovely. Wonderful. Great to see you and Vet. Yeah. So Judy Ann, you, this is also your second year doing NaNoWriMo. What do you think about <laughs> this process? I love it. Um, I I love everything that you've said. Um, excuse me. Um, I this year has been different. Last year was just a revelation for me. Um, I've never written a book before, and you know, I had thought about it, but to be in the community of friends who are also doing the same thing was just created so much great energy and I got into it so well. I was, I, I would also put just seeing last year compared to this year for me personally, is that last year I had a lot more emotional and headspace um, where I could put, where I could focus on my novel during NaNoWriMo. Um, and this year I've had a lot of, um, energetic intrusions, <laughs> I guess, where just a lot is going on that has 
distracted me and pulled me away. So um, that's been interesting to see because I haven't really been successful in cutting through that yet, but but still hoping to and still still working on it. So thank you for, for doing this pod, podcast, Liz. Thank you for your input. And I think that's a really good point. You talked about like just the emotional headspace and like sometimes just the physical time, right? And I think, you know, sometimes with NaNoWriMo, you'll see people kind of like fizzle out or sometimes even lose their interest for writing or it just becomes a very big stressor. And I think it's important to take into account, like just because this is November and this is National Novel Writing Month, if you don't have the time and the headspace, don't force it, right? This is supposed to be really fun. And so even if you're just showing up for the sense of community, let it be that. If it's just the, you know what, I'm going to show up and see if I get to writing. Maybe I get a sentence. Maybe I just get my laundry done. But like just really being able to get to know your space and understanding what you have the mental health headspace for. So I love that. So thanks. And what about you, Vet? This is your second year as well. And I think we met during NaNoWriMo last year. Yes, um, we did. That was, I had joined a little before um, NaNoWriMo. So that was my first time doing it. And I found it very interesting. I was a little hesitant at first, but I was glad I jumped in there and I did make my um, 50,000 words. So again, this year, I am really um trying to do the 50,000. I also enjoy having a community experience. And being that I am semi-retired, it has enabled me to be able to work basically basically throughout the day for hours at a time um, where I can get it done. Sometimes I may be up at 12 a.m. So I'll get the writing there for a few hours and then get back to it. I My goal is to try to do the 16, 67 um, per day. Sometimes I make it, sometimes I don't. If I don't, I'll just make it up on that next day. With the holiday coming up, I know it probably set me back a little bit. So that Saturday and Sunday, I'll be really um, going in it a little more um, on it. Now, one thing I did do was before I started the writing, I did inform my um, family and my um, friends that I would be doing this. That way, if I'm not available to them and they also know that this is something, uh, a challenge for me that I'm doing for myself so that they'll know, okay, I can't do this uh, or I have to get back to my writing, they'll be more understanding about it. I love that, right? Like letting those outside of your writing community, like those that you're physically in community with know what you're going through. Um, I love that one from the practicalness of, yeah, like sometimes you're not going to be able to go or be out or be available or answer your phone. Like sometimes like you really just have to be with you and your writing source, whether that's pen and paper, whether that's a computer and just right. Sometimes you're just like needing to devote hours to that so you can get to that 50,000. And so just letting them know like, hey, I'm still here, still connected with you, but I need to get this done. 
And that also gives you that that physical community of like, they're going to check on you. Like these are your cheerleaders and they want you to reach your goal. And they're also going to be able to comfort you if you don't or if you're just too tired or you're stuck. And so I love that tidbit about um, letting your family know. Also, um, for those in Clubhouse, I have pinned to the, the link of our stories, many of which were started and or finished during um, NaNoWriMo. And so if you're interested in either um, Elios, which is a story that Judy Ann started um, in NaNoWriMo, that's linked to there, as well as linked to Vet's story. Um, and she has two, one that she completed during NaNoWriMo and one is... What, the other one isn't like a new story. It's a story you went back to. Is that right, Vet? The, your your second story? Yes. What about me is that the story I started with NaNoWriMo last year. And so I'm some I'm adding on to it again this year. But the basic um, story I'm right now, now, I'm working on now, is a new book, um, When Two Becomes One. But my other story on can develop with that is the, uh, what happened. And that was a brand new story. And I'm glad you brought up when to become one, because that is not a, a fiction, you know, fantasy type story. That is a, a self-help, you know, nonfiction book. And so for those who are just like, oh, I don't do creative stories. This can be a space where you work on on something else that is is nonfiction. So, you know, having worked on two stories, one that is, you know, made up and one that is, you know, real, you know, how has that process been? You know, are you still enjoying NaNoWriMo this year? Yes. And I think working on the story um, I'm doing now, which is the self-help, uh, what, what two becomes one, that is giving me a lot of pleasure because that's something I really know about. And I would like to see couples um, have a great marriage. So that's something I'm really working on. And that's my, why it's my challenge to make sure I get my 50,000 words in. And on this, this one, I'm not constantly going back trying to edit as I go, um, this time I'm just writing everything I can think of. And then once NaNoWriMo is over, I'll probably take a week break <laughs> and then get back to it. And that's when I'll be doing my editing on it. I love that. And I love that you you mentioned not trying to edit and write at the same time. And so I'm curious for both, you know, Judy Ann and Yvette, has that been a struggle too, whether it was like this year or last year? Like, do you feel that you were editing and writing? Was it easy to separate the two? You know, Judy Ann, it can, you know, you share a little light on that because you do copy editing kind of like <laughs> as an occupation. So is it hard to separate that, that brain, turn that brain off? Um, a little bit. And, um, but I, I enjoy that, you know, I enjoy, like, sometimes I will stop, I'll want the perfect name for a place that I'm making up, you know, that I'm fiction, that I'm putting in my story, or a person, and I want it something with meaning, it may be, you know, from a different culture or a different country, um, and so I kind of have fun looking that up for a minute and that 
I guess that also speaks to taking little breaks. And Matt, I know you can speak about that now. You've been talking about uh, taking breaks by going back and forth between your works. And I kind of did that last year by just taking a break from one storyline and going to, you know, a totally different wherever my mind took me to another storyline that could be woven into the main story or doing a little of the research um, on, you know, what a name should be, what would, what would that meaning behind the name be that would characterize that character or that place. Um, so I don't feel like I had a lot of trouble necessarily editing myself, but it actually was part of the process that, that kind of helped sustain my writing. If that, does that make sense? Yeah, it sounds like you used that as a, as a skill to propel you forward versus stopping you. Yeah, I think I think that would be a good way to put it. Yes. Very cool. And I, I like that because really, you write, we talk a lot about the writing and prepping the writing, but prepping the writer is also, I think, a part of that preptober that should be discussed, right? Really thinking about what are your strengths that are going to help you through, whether that's editing, which for me can sometimes be an Achilles heel because I'll just overthink something. Or if that's just really taking those breaks, you know, bouncing between different things, but really thinking about what are what are the strengths and tools that you have as a writer that's going to help you through that. I like that. Any other reflections, comments, concerns uh, that are Judy Ann? I think one thing is important um, while you're doing this writing, too, is to um, get up every now and then, get some um exercising, some walking, or something to take you away from it, and so you can come back to it. One thing I'm doing differently is not also with our walk and talk, which give us time to exercise, reflect, and talk to each other about how we're doing so far, is I have like a little um, boogie board under my desk, and so it, I can rock my legs back and forth and do a little exercise while I'm also sitting at my desk. And in my um, watch, it also tells me when to get up so and move around. So I think that helped me a lot this year, too. So I'm trying different things um, to get me motivated and stay on track. Um, I want a boogie board. <laughs> uh, that is very true, right? The physical movement is very helpful. Um, so I'm all for that. What about you, Judy Ann? Reflections, thoughts? Um, I totally support and love that you mentioned moving and um, you know getting up and just making sure you you have all the sides of you that you need because I think you can burn out really easily, which I think you you sort of referenced, Liz. Um, and so just finding either other stories to work on, um, when you're, when you feel like I can't do, you know, I can't work on this anymore, you're kind of getting sick of it or something, 
for you. You make sure you take care of your physical self as well. Um, and uh, yeah, so I would just agree with everything you both have said. Absolutely. And and thank you, ladies, both for your feedback and your insight on your experiences. And, you know, listener, I hope you, you see how, like, you know, we all had very different experiences both times that we went through NaNoWriMo. Um, but it's still enjoyable. It's still an opportunity. Um, again, even the different um, tools that they offer you, many of which are free for the month of um, November and some are free in the month of October. So you can really get to see, you know, will this help you? Is this something you're interested in? And even if you don't get to the 50,000 words, there are many tools that still give you a discount. So it, it is a, a, it's a valuable opportunity to get to know yourself as a person, as a writer, um, and to just have some fun. And I, again, you get to have these great people that have went through this experience with you. And it definitely will draw you closer together because it's just something about when you can just be like, oh my God, I just didn't feel like writing today, but I know I have to. And someone's like, yep. <laughs> right there with you or you know you're in that murky middle and someone's like hey why don't you try this and you really have the support of people that really just want you to succeed um including us here on the e-reads podcast and so i hope this was helpful for you this is the season finale episode so i'll be taking a little bit of break and creating some more content and completing some stories so hopefully next year i can put out something um which was my goal is to have like a full product to put out so i'll be hibernating a little bit but if you want some content please uh follow me on lizwoodwrites.com and on my social platforms um using the link in the episode notes and um, as always, I'm going to ask, do y'all have a prompt to leave us with? So folks, I always ask for a prompt so that way um, you can be creative, whether that's in writing, whether that's in cooking, whatever your creative expression is, taking this prompt and being able to do that. So ladies, does anyone have a prompt? It could be a word or a phrase. Go ahead, Beth. Get in here. You have work to do. Get in here. You have work. I'm writing it down. To do. Very cool. So listeners, listen. If you want to hear what I do with this prompt, you have to stay to the end of the episode. Sorry, Clubhouse. You'll have to wait a little bit to see what I do. But follow um, the eReads podcast on your podcast listening platforms and stay tuned to see what I do with this prompt. Ladies, this has been wonderful. I'm going to close down the room and that I'll see you probably at one to jump onto our writing room. Get in here. You have work to do. Big Mama screamed at me from the porch steps. The sweat poured from my neck in the summer Georgia heat, but I refused to sit down when there was a game of ball happening. I heard the crash of rubber on pavement and had to stop my chores to see who was on the court. There was a boy down the street with some high tops and a jersey with the number 14 on it. I read the letters, WHH, and couldn't figure out what they stood for. So I told myself I'd go down to the court and find out. 
I watched for a while as the ball bounced from the back of the board into the net. That's Miss Margaret's hoop, I said. She don't like no one messing with her hoop if they ain't from the neighborhood. He threw another shot that made it through the net. I know, that's my grandma. That's your grandma? I asked, surprised. I never seen any family visit. Many of the folks on this block ain't got relatives. Yeah, I'm here visiting for the summer, he said, throwing the ball again. This time it caught the edge of the rim and bounced over to my feet. I took it in my hands and rolled it between my fingers. The boy with the WHH jersey approached with open arms. I bounced it back and asked, You got some skill. Where you play? The boy went back to shooting hoops. West Hollywood High. WHH, my mind said. Cool, I mumbled, watching as the ball went swoosh. The ball bounced back to the boy who turned to me and asked, You want to play? I always wanted to play, to feel the pressure of the ball in my hands and engage in the tactile game of physical chess. I smiled and raised my hands, catching the ball as he passed it to me. We passed it back and forth for what I thought was only a few minutes. But when I got back to my big mama and the belt she kept on the counter, I realized I had been outside for more than half the day.